It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. That's the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown, Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, everybody. Last show of the year. Happy New Year to everyone. Really cool thing just happened. I just finished three hours on Mad Dog Sports Radio, hit a button, and that quickly, 60 seconds ago, I wrapped up that show, and now I hit a button, and I'm connected with Bobby and you for my final show of the year on the flagship of the Silver and Black. So that's technology, man. I didn't have to go from one studio, get to my car, go there, and that's what's cool about radio now in 2022, 2023. You can do shows from home, home studios, get to meet with everybody, travel and do all that. But it's a different world we're living in. So that was cool that we just pulled that off. And again, I spent on my national show just now from 9 a.m. to noon, a lot of it on Derek Carr. Took a lot of calls on SiriusXM on Derek Carr with people trying to figure out what is really going on. My conversation with Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour. We do that every Thursday. We play it on Friday along with Raiders Roundtable. Vic Tafer, the great insider of the Raiders from The Athletic. He's our only guest today at the bottom of the hour. I continue to open up the phones for you to get your reaction on the move of Derek Carr to the bench. Jarrett Stidham, the starter, as we get ready for the 49ers coming in on Sunday. And the 49ers are coming in looking for blood, looking for a brawl. That team is looking to humiliate the Raiders. Period. This is big boy radio, as we like to say. Used to be the Battle of the Bay. It got too crazy. They canceled the preseason games. Niner fans are landing in airplanes around the clock. They're coming in from the Bay Area. They are a global franchise. They have fans all over, including the Ninth Island. They are coming in to see their 49ers play. I can't control the tickets. I don't know what you do with yours. I'll be in my seats with my wife, in and around the club, walking around at the torch for the pregame show. This is going to be interesting. A lot happened here with the Raiders. This is my 24th year with the team. I wrap up another year with them. And what's happened here over the last couple of months has been wild. There's been some highs, a couple of lows along the way, some dramatic losses. As again, this is my last show of the year and my head is spinning. I want the Raiders to win badly for you. For you. Okay, I want them to win for you so you can have that glory. You can have that passion. You can experience a Super Bowl if you didn't experience the other three. There's no one on the radio in this market that loves Vegas as much as me from a sports perspective. Originally coming here in 96, there's been people before me and after me, but I love Vegas and I want the Raiders to thrive here, like the Golden Knights and UNLV and everybody else. But I have more invested with the Raiders. And Derek Carr, I've covered his entire career, from his first press conference to his last game the loss in Pittsburgh to Kenny Pickett, and hosting the postgame show after that. I know a lot about Derek Carr. I know him personally. I think he's a great man, a great human being, a great husband and father. That's more important than quarterback. I repeat, being a better human being and a leader and a man of faith and everything he's done with his family is more important than being a position player as a quarterback, a pitcher, a goaltender, whatever it is. I was here on the radio when Marc-Andre Fleury left Vegas. It's a big deal. It's not the NFL. That's hockey. It's nowhere near the NFL. 
This is a franchise quarterback, and it looks like he will not play quarterback again for the Las Vegas Raiders. How did we get here? That's pretty much the show, right? That's been the show this week, which we didn't plan on a month ago. We all thought that Derek Carr would be the quarterback here, at least wrapping up this year and probably being back next year. And why isn't he the quarterback anymore? Well, that's really what's so unique about this topic. People don't get it or they don't want to get it or they're confused or they're pissed off. They're triggered. This is the definition of being triggered as a fan, where something happens that's so volatile and something that you don't expect that it affects you emotionally. And that's what's great about sports. Sometimes it's negative, like car being done. Other times it's positive, lifting the championship trophy like Messi just did for Argentina. So Raider fans have been through a lot. You'll continue to try to figure this out. I'll try to help you along the way by just having a platform for you. I've been on three other radio shows this week as a guest trying to explain what's happening with Carr. For those who haven't listened much this week, to me it's simple because the Raiders have lost five games where they had double-digit leads and big leads in the second half. All virtual collapses, when you look at that, there's no other way to spin it. When you lose big leads, either there's a collapse or a great comeback. The Raiders were the victims of those comebacks from the other team. That, in my opinion, lost Derek Carr's job. If Derek Carr won all of those games and the Raiders had nine or ten wins, he'd be playing against the 49ers, and there'd be a good reasoning behind him doing so well from winning five more games that I'm just talking about here or four out of those five or even three out of those five that there's probably a real good chance that Derek's back so that sounds like wins and losses to me doesn't it to you doesn't that seem like a quarterback who has lost more games than he's won after nine years that's probably the reason he's gone doesn't mean he isn't a very good quarterback and a great guy it means that excuses die the record stands the record of Derek Carr is a losing record with no playoff wins so I don't know anybody who thought that this was going to be a lifetime job for him with all of that I don't think it's ever happened before in the NFL or it hasn't happened often where guys have been able to remain a quarterback for that long without a playoff win say what you will about Philip Rivers Philip Rivers won in the playoffs didn't win a Super Bowl look at Matt Ryan He didn't win a Super Bowl, but he won playoff games. Look at Kirk Cousins. A really good comp and and similarity is is Kirk Kirk Cousins. How many times has Kirk Cousins been rumored to be leaving the Vikings? Well, he doesn't leave. He puts up Derek Carr, similar numbers. They win. They think they're better with Kirk Cousins than trying someone else. It looks to be, and I don't know if this is accurate yet because there's a lot to talk about. It looks like Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are letting us know that they think they can win and have a better chance to win consistently with a quarterback that's better than Derek Carr. So what we're going to do a lot of, not today, but throughout the offseason, is speculate on who that quarterback should be. I think I'm pretty basic on what I said. I don't talk about Derek's money. Uh, Derek's still here. He's inactive, but he's still a member of the Raiders. And uh, we're going to talk about Derek if he signs with another team, and there is a chance that he could be back. There is a chaotic scenario where he could be back if the Raiders look at everything and go, whoa, no one's trading for him. We might have to release him. We don't know. Quarterback market. One of these young quarterbacks get hurt, right? Something happens. Someone they think, they think they could get Tom Brady or get someone else. It falls through. I don't know. But the writing is on the wall that most likely Derek Carr will never play another game in Las Vegas for the Raiders. 
How do you feel on that as you wrap up the year and you head into New Year's? Has anything changed with you over the last couple of days that you'd like to share with me? At 702-365-9200. What do you need to talk about? What do you need to talk about when it comes to Derek Carr if there's finality to you? There's not finality to me next. I got to do a job. We got to get ready for the Niners. Pre and post game at the torch with Eric Allen, Jared Stidham, Mad Max Crosby. We've got a job to do. But for fans who are not coming to Las Vegas for another game this year, and fans who are listening outside the market, if you want to talk about Carr, you should. I think that Derek Carr deserves several radio shows to talk about his accomplishments in Oakland and Las Vegas and what he's done in the community and what he's done for the team. Uh, I see a lot of people tweeting out nonsense and garbage. That's why Twitter is a sewer. I have to participate in it, I guess, to tell you who's coming up on the show, like Vic Tafer and other things we're doing. But I see people superimposing a jersey that calls him the scapegoat. That's an interesting topic because as much as I like Derek, uh, Derek now has generational wealth uh, given to him, all earned, by the way. He earned every penny of it. But Mark Davis, Mark Davis, and before that, the Davis family made Derek Carr worth, I wouldn't say hundreds of millions of dollars after taxes, but definitely a multi-multi-millionaire for the rest of his life. Now, he probably would have made that money somewhere else too, but I don't know if he would have got the opportunity to start as quickly as he did for the Raiders. I don't know how many other teams would have been patient with Derek starting off 0-10. And then Derek just showed us how good he was to stabilize the quarterback position. 2016, I thought he was an MVP candidate. One or two, he broke his leg at a game that I was at at the Coliseum. It kind of changed the way he played quarterback for a little bit. And he's had a lot of great moments, comeback moments. But he hasn't been able to take this team to the promised land. And that's why I believe he's gone. Because he couldn't win in the playoffs and he couldn't get this team to a Super Bowl. And I don't know if anybody could have. With the defense that has been here, some of the offensive lines, some of the coaches, all good quality coaches, man. Jack Del Rio, John Gruden, Josh McDaniels now. Uh, Look back at some of the other coaches that have been here. They've all tried. Uh, Derek's had six head coaches, and there's been a lot of turnover, uh, including offensive coordinators and playbooks. So it is complex, but the reason he's being benched is not complex at all. The Raiders are obviously benching him so they don't get him injured, because if they get him injured, they lose all their leverage going into what is a very important offseason for this young GM and and head coach. Uh, As long as you think they're going to be here, they got to get going, giddy up, and they got to win. We all know that. Uh, This isn't a four- or five-year plan. This plan is to turn this around and get it really good and consistent for some time. And their vision for how they want to do it is clear to Mark Davis, but they haven't accomplished it yet because of these dramatic losses. But they are in all the games other than the New Orleans game. They should have won half these games I just mentioned. Something's working with the plan from practice to the games. They just don't finish them. And that will be a goal in the offseason to get players who are better finishers to go get the players that they want, who they believe are the type of players that can fit in quickly and win games and finish because they don't seem to have a lot of finishers on this team other than a handful. And, you know, going into this offseason, they're going to have a high draft pick. Hopefully they get really good trade value for Derek Carr, if that's the case there. And then their draft picks hit. And, you know, they got to have a draft coming up here with like four of the five picks. Four of them are starters. Guys who are going to come in and start. You're a a rookie. 
We drafted you in the third round because you're starting, like Dylan Parham did this year. And those guys are going to have to be good. Uh, Getting to the 49ers quickly as we open up the show, the Niners are a beast. They are a bleeping beast. And I know you hate that. And the Niners are very different than the Chargers. The Chargers always trip up and do something weird. Chargers going to charger. And we can't say much about them because they're in the playoffs. The Raiders aren't. But the Chargers, I think, are a live dog. They can get into the playoffs and win a game or two. I don't know. Maybe they can go to the Super Bowl like the Bengals did. I hope that's not the case. The Niners are better than the Chargers by a lot. They have the number one defense overall, the number one scoring defense, the number one rushing defense. That's how you win a Super Bowl. Forget about the offense. Forget about it. Do you know how you win Super Bowls like the 85 Bears and the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed Ravens, maybe the greatest defense of all time with the 85 Bears? You put the defense out that the Niners put out on the field led by John Lynch, the GM. They are loaded at the D-line with probably the defensive player of the year and Nick Bosa, Warner at linebacker, and those ball hawks in the secondary. They are animals when it comes to getting to the football. They are much better than the Raiders on defense. It's not even close. But the Raiders at full strength got Waller, Renfro, Devontae, Josh Jacobs, Foster Moreau, Mac Hollins. You know, they got some good players. They got Colton Miller. You know, they got some players. Andre James can hold his own. They got some guys, so they got to go out and try to win this game with Jared Stidham. How do they do that? Well, I think they're going to try to run it. Good luck running against these guys. They're number one. How did it work running the ball in Pittsburgh on Franco Harris Day? You guys tend to think you want to run it into the pile. I'm with you. Run it into the pile. You want to run it right up the middle against the Niners? Tell me how that works out. I'll be in the Twitch Lounge at halftime. I'll get you a Modelo. You tell me how it works running the ball into the pile of the Niners. Okay, this isn't Jacksonville, this isn't Indianapolis, two teams the Raiders lost to, mind I say, this is the 49ers. So I think what should happen in this game, and I hope we see it, is the crisp, quick passing game of Stidham, where in the shotgun, ball comes, him comes right out. Devontae on an inside slant, Waller on a quick hit, Renfro, little five-yard out. I think they have to do that, he can't hold the ball, can't hold it, it's got to come out quickly. And then if you can get the passing game going, then you can get Josh Jacobs going if the passing game gets going. If the passing game doesn't get going, they're going to lean on Josh Jacobs, and Josh is going to have a rough day. Uh, This is a fascinating game. A month ago, a month ago, I told my wife, my sons are home. How are we going to get tickets to the Niner game, man? Come on, we got both the kids at home. We got it. I got a little juice. I can get a ticket here or there, but it's a tough ticket, right? And I thought it would be Derek Carr versus Brock Purdy. I thought the Raiders would be one game out of Miami. I nailed that. Oh, did I nail that? I said a month ago on this show, the Raiders would win four out of five or five out of six until the Kenny Pickett game. That changed everything. Because winning five out of six going into the Niner game with Derek Carr coming out of the tunnel against Brock Purdy, I think the Raiders had a puncher's chance. Now with Jaron Stidham, they're a heavy underdog. Most fans don't think they can win, but the Raiders do, and they're going to have to play a great game. We'll have Vic Tafer at the bottom of the hour talking about everything that transpired this week. My conversation with Josh McDaniels at the top of the hour, right out of the gate, I asked him what was his thoughts going into that move. I think you'll get the idea of what that answer will be. And here's a little bit of Josh McDaniels from earlier today on the reaction from the team after – Big news of the captain being out of the building and not the quarterback anymore. The way that they've responded to everything all year, um, 
you know, they're mature. Um, I think we have a high character group. And um, again, we've said the other day and nobody, you know, I mean, relationships are relationships. You know, the human side of this is real. And so you're allowed to feel however you feel about, you know, people. And I think we all have a job to do. And um, I think they've done a tremendous job this week of preparing each day. Practice has been good. Uh, their energy has been tremendous and their attitude is great. So, um, you know, that's what I would have expected them to do. And uh, that's what they've done. Again, I'll leave their names off because they didn't tell me this on the record for the radio show, but I talked to a couple of Hall of Famers this week, Raider Hall of Famers or great players with the Raiders who said, just do your job. I don't want to hear about your feelings being hurt. It's a business. Okay, They went through it in the 80s, the 70s, the 90s. They went through it too. They lost a teammate, a quarterback got traded, something happened. Go do your jobs. You get paid to play football. We know your feelings are hurt. We know you're not happy. We know you're pissed off. Show how pissed off you are against the 49ers. For the fans sitting in the upper, upper deck in the 400 section of Allegiant Stadium, who's never been to a Raider game, this is their first Raider game, they're going in there with the Devontae jersey on or a Mad Max jersey on, play hard. That's your job, and these are fans that deserve this. For this price, for this commitment, and I hope the Raiders show up and impress us all. Stoner dude, start us off. Happy New Year, my friend. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, JT. You know, I have a lot to say about Derek Carr, but you know what? We've had this date on our calendar circled all year long. You know, the other day, JT, I heard you talk about the Niners, and I know you're not a Niner hater. You're a fair dude. You know, you're a sports fan. But I have to say, JT, I will be dead and cold before I'm red and gold. (laughs) One thing that must be told, I hate the 49ers. Lyrics by Raiderhead. And, of course, I mean, the word hate in the late great Pete Franklin used to say, we mean hate in a sports context, but it's a vile, true hate nonetheless. You know, it's been, I've been in many Battle of the Bays like you have, JT. You know it's going to get fugly out in the stands. You know, the San Francisco cheese and winers are coming to town, and they want nothing more but to take over this brand-new shiny stadium and kick us while we're down. I don't care if our quarterback's Jared Stidham or Jared from Subway. We need to band together and play for Raider Pride. I know it's grim, man. I know the predictions, but, you know, if they could just go out there and play for the fans, that'd be awesome. Hey, Josh McDaniels, you think you can at least score enough points to beat the 10-point spread? so I can make a little money to help make up for those atrocious meltdowns you call football games, that would be great. JT, Bobby Machado, happy new year, dudes. Take care of Stoner, dude. Got a little Raider head lyric quote there and a reference to the great Pete Franklin, one of the most iconic sports talk hosts of all time. How about that? Good to hear from you, Stoner, dude. Hope to see you play over at Vamps and catch a show this year. Good friend of the show, been with us a real long time, just like a lot of fans up there up north i came up with the term niner empire because it's a raider nation niner empire we came up with that on our show the empire's coming in to take on the nation it's going to be a good battle looking forward to the game looking forward to a competitive game and uh, hope the raiders are in it at halftime so we could go see joe satriani one of my all-time favorites he'll be performing i think the anthem you got too short ice cube I care about the football game, but the entertainment's pretty good. And it's New Year's Eve. Set your alarm a little bit early, everybody. You got the double alarm going? Are you staying out late on New Year's Eve? You're going to hit the sack early. Anthony in Washington, you're up next on the Raider flagship. How you doing, man? Good, thank you. 
Uh, so what I wanted to uh, pitch by you, which I've, I pitched this to a couple people, they're not huge fans of it. Um, as far as the draft goes, uh, I feel like Hinden Hooker uh, from Tennessee, right, he's injured. He might slip in the draft a little bit. Um, and I know that we, we don't know what we're going to get if we get anything for Carr yet. We don't know if Devontae is going to want out or anything like that. But I think Hinder Hooker, or I'm sorry, Hinden Hooker could be a, a, a sleeper type guy we could get later in the draft. Um, I don't know if it's going to be Brady or who it's going to be that's going to replace Carr. Uh, you know, Jimmy, I don't know who it's going to be, but we are going to probably have to draft a guy. What do you think about Hinden Hooker? And I'll listen off the air. Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's one of those athletic outside the pocket uh, Tennessee quarterbacks with a big arm and can do that all. I got to dive into it pretty heavy when we come to draft analysis coming up here. There's there's two or three star quarterbacks coming out that I think are going to go in the top seven or eight picks, and the Raiders should get one. The question will be, will the Raiders get their third choice at quarterback because they're at number eight? If the Raiders end up doing a trade with Derek Carr and they get another first-round pick, could they use that on a quarterback, or will they have two first-round picks to get a star linebacker and star corner? And then if they're able to sign Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Brady or whoever, then they don't have to use any uh, equity on a young quarterback. They can get a quarterback in the second round the way they got Derek Carr. I don't know what Dave Ziegler is going to do. I have no clue what Dave Ziegler wants to do with the priority of the quarterback until I ask him after the season here. And they're not going to tip their hand because they are in a unique opportunity where they cannot let anybody see their poker face. They just deactivated Derek Carr, the franchise quarterback, to make a bold move somewhere. They didn't do this with Derek to protect him so he couldn't play the last two games and get nothing for him. They got to get something for Derek Carr. That's the goal. If they don't and Derek Carr doesn't agree to the trade and Derek Carr wants to hit free agency, the Raiders will have a lot of money to spend that they don't have to pay Derek Carr but they won't have any draft equity coming back. And I think they're trying to do that. I would hope they would. And I hope that I hope there's a team that calls Dave Ziegler today, tomorrow, a month from now, and says, look, Dave, we can't afford to see Derek become a free agent because we don't think we can get him. We want to trade right now. And let's see if Derek likes this trade. And I don't know. I have no idea what Derek's interested in. Don't know if he wants to go to the East Coast, the South. Uh, he'd be great in Tennessee. Right with the Titans or go to Seattle. Pete Carroll might be saying today, hey, Gino was fun. Gino's okay. He's a comeback player of the year, but I want Derek Carr. I can do I can do five years with Derek Carr in Seattle. Well, what do you want to give up? They got a lot in return from Denver, so Seattle's got some pieces there. So I, it's just very complex for us to sit here today and talk about it. And then more and more people are, you know, texting me about Tom Brady. What do you think of Tom Brady? <laughs> what, do, what do you think I think of Tom Brady? He's the greatest player to ever play. He's the GOAT. If he's got a year or two left and he played in Vegas, it'd break the internet. It'd be pretty cool. Sounds like they were close to doing a deal with him a while ago, according to Dana White and what happened there. I know Dana, he has no reason to lie. What's going on there? So there's a lot of rumors rumbling out there. People are talking about it here, and I don't got much to add to it because the 49ers are here. They're not going to make a trade before the Niner game. Snow Raider in beautiful Lake Tahoe. Go ahead. Hey, thanks, JT. Happy New Year to you and yours and all Raider Nation. Uh, and to Derek Carr. I want to thank him for his service. He brought us stability at the quarterback position. He was pretty durable. Uh, like you said, he started out 0-10. It was brutal. He wasn't a first-round top pick. 
but he proved uh, that he can play the NFL. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that game in Pittsburgh, I knew something was going to happen after that. Speaking of bold moves, they've been bold moves since McDaniels and uh, the new GM have been here. They got rid of Leatherwood. They're moving people around. They got Devontae Adams. I knew it was only a matter of time for Derek Carr to move on. You know, we all go through jobs. You've talked about uh, how you were a stockbroker and now you're in radio. Sometimes closing the door, new door opens. So for Raider Nation, hold tight. We're going to get there. It's obviously tough. Uh, we're used to him. He's good. He's a good person. He has generational wealth. It wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he just walked away from the game. He's got young kids and stuff, you know. Nothing's more uh, important than family. Yeah, I don't think – no, no, no. Let's stop on that topic. I want to put that topic to rest. Derek Carr is too young to retire. And on top of that, too, Derek Carr went out this way with not being in the building and being deactivated. There's no way he's going to let that be his legacy. It wouldn't be his legacy. It would be the end, but not the end that he wanted. He is not going to sit, play golf at Southern Highlands for the rest of his life going, I'm in my early 30s and I'm not playing football. No chance. I know how much he loves the Raiders and he can backtrack and play for anybody he wants, and I'll tip my cap to him for what he's done here, but he's not retiring. Okay, fair enough, fair mm-hmm. enough. I'm going to close with this. Uh, mm-hmm. we got to beat these whiners, man. This could be a trap game for them. Mm-hmm. You know, now they got to start planning against Stidham. I think you're right. Uh, they've been practicing hard all week, the Raiders. They're going to win one for Derek and uh, prove that they're still going to be moving forward. God bless yeah. everyone, Raider Nation. Appreciate it. Good phone call. Appreciate it. We don't all have to agree on everything. That's what's great about this show, the format of this show. Don't make it personal. You don't have to agree with anything I say. Just have a strong opinion coming back. We're thanking all of our partners. I want to thank Grimaldi's. Grimaldi's has been with me as long as I've been here in Vegas locally. Best pizza I've ever had. I'm always at Boca with my wife and kids. Boca Park, all the other locations here in the Valley. We have the Grimaldi $50 gift cards. And we really feel like they're part of our family here on Raider Nation Radio. So I want to thank everybody at Grimaldi's from the top to everybody who works at these fine pizzerias. As I grew up in New York, I had great pizza my whole life in New York. Unbelievable pizza because I'm from New York. And I came out to Vegas and said, oh, Grimaldi's from under the Brooklyn Bridge. Perfect fit for me. Perfect broadcast partner. We thank Grimaldi's for everything we do. All right, Vic Tafer at the bottom of the hour. Vic's got a lot to say, opinionated in The Athletic, what he thinks is going on, what he suspects will happen next. Haven't talked to him about this. Look forward to hearing what he has to say. A big weekend coming up. Remember, it's New Year's Eve. Be careful on the roads. Could be raining New Year's Eve night. A lot of people down on the strip. Be careful driving. Don't drink and drive. That's courtesy of Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. Sends Renfro in motion. Snap. Steelers bring four. Off the edge. In the pocket again. Fires down the field for Renfro. And it's intercepted by Sutton at the Steelers 30. Renfro laid out for it. Sutton beat him to the ball. And Pittsburgh takes over on a pick. Jason Horowitz on the call. JT, we're thanking all of our proud partners. How about the 872 Laborers? 
led by Tommy White. Their members are amazing. Workplace safety and quality construction are the key. Members of Local 872 are constantly building Las Vegas and benefiting the community. Thanks to Tommy White and his entire team for being proud partners. I'm honored to work with them on the flagship of the Raiders. Vic Tafer joins us from The Athletic. And Vic, we haven't talked since the car news when you got word of it, uh, kind of seeing it maybe in advance after you were leaving Pittsburgh. Kind of frame it from your point of view on how this happened. Yeah, I just think, you know, at some point they, they look forward and they maybe realize that uh, Derek wasn't their guy and you have this huge financial hit of $33 million next year and seven the following year, which is guaranteed if he gets hurt the next two weeks. And they figured, you know what, so let's make a change now and, and see how it goes. Vic, is this one of the biggest business decisions you've seen since you've been covering the team? Yeah, this is huge. I mean, you're talking about the all-time you know, team passing leader, a guy who's been there nine years and uh, had some highs and obviously some lows, and I just think it, uh, that's a little sad. It's a little sad, sad the way it's going to end for, for Derek Carr. Yeah, and you have good access to Derek in the locker rooms and after games, and we know the losses and the double-digit leads and all that, but all the questions you've asked to Derek over the years, especially this year, what was the, what was the reaction like when he was looking you in the eye, explaining how tough these losses were to him, knowing that this could potentially happen if they didn't win those games? Yeah, when he when he broke down after that uh, after that Colts loss, I, I think it was more than just this year. I think it was a lot of built up frustration that guy has been through. What, I think it's six coaching changes and uh, all these quote unquote culture and new cultures that were beginning. I think uh, obviously had high hopes for this year. They brought in Devontae Adams as Kyle's buddy and. the probably the best receiver in the league, and they had Josh McDaniels and his offense in the wings that Josh won in New England. So I think he had everyone had high hopes. And obviously the offense didn't quite get to that level where it should have been. They lost a lot of games they, they could have won, and, and here we are. Vic Tafer joins us from The Athletic. Check out all his great content. So, Vic, it's a production business. It's all about wins and losses. He led the team to the playoffs last year, and they had a win out, and it was wild to see how they got in last year. But is there a game or two that you look at, or do you think even if he was close, they might have moved on from him? Did he did he not retain this position because of what happened at SoFi, what happened at Pittsburgh, or do you think eventually this new regime was going to look and take a bigger swing and try to get someone better? Yeah, I think, I'm sure it all adds up. I think that if you look at, you know, they want to play in the last two games, and they probably seen enough the first 15 games they knew what they had. I think they obviously missed some throws like at Pittsburgh. They were, Conditions were tough, but there were some throws there that he had to make to win that game. And I think that was probably the case in the other games as well. So I think he just he didn't play that well this year. I don't know if it was him and Josh not quite getting in sync. But uh, like you said, it's a results business. The results went there for the offense. And, and usually when a team underachieves, the offense you know, underachieves, it's, it's going to fall on the coach or it's going to fall on the quarterback. And in this case, it's going to fall on Derek Carr. Vic, your podcast listeners and obviously the content you provide for The Athletic, they're going to want your opinion, but you know, we got the Niner game and Kansas City game here, but what do you think is the best-case scenario for the return on Derek Carr in a trade? Because I look at this as a game of chess. If a bunch of other teams say, we don't want to trade, we want to wait for Derek to become a free agent, this is really risk-reward. What are some of the risks and what could be the reward? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think Derek's got some, you know, obviously has some stand this. He has that no trade clause, so uh, he can look at what teams are interested in. Ideally, I think in an ideal world, they all sit down, the Raiders and Derek and his people and the other team, they can work out a deal. I think there's advantages to both sides to waiting for a uh, free agency, also getting a deal done and picking where you want to go and have this contract you have maybe reworked a little bit. But I think um, 
think there'll definitely be a market. I think there's a handful of teams who need quarterbacks. I think Derek Still, even after this year, probably a top 15 guy in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think he's done that. He's not old by any means. He has a lot of arm talent. And uh, I used to have some, it was the playoffs this last year. So I think there'll be a market for him, and we'll, and we'll see what happens. Vic, we saw Jared Stidham in the preseason. He looked good, and he, we know he knows the playbook. He, he worked in the quarterback room with Tom Brady for a year and Derek Carr. So he's, he's been in a quarterback room that's really sharp with great play callers and people around him. What are your expectations coming into this Niner game? Yeah, he looks the part. He's got a nice arm. He's got a lot of people on the league who think he's got, you know, obviously a chance to kind of be a starter if not a, a, a long-term backup. But really a tough test. The Niners are – their defense is incredible. You watch them on film and they, they really – everyone says, if we say they fly around, these guys actually – and you do fly around. They have wings next to fly around and nail people. So I think it's a really tough test. And I'm also curious how long Devontae and Josh Higgins playing this game because, you know, at some point you have to realize you're looking long-term and not really so much to win, to win this game. Last one, Vic. Is there a Devontae story here? I mean, they, they traded and they went big to get him. And we know how tight he is with Derek, but it is a business. And I know you were in front of him in the locker. What do you expect to hear from Devontae over these last couple of games from his representatives and what he's going to tell you guys in the locker room? Yeah, he's clearly frustrated. I'm clearly, I took it hard, I think. Uh, but he's, he's also professional, I think. In my opinion, though, it's been on where Derek ends up. Derek ends up on a new team, fresh start, and he's happy at some point. I think Devontae will be fine. I think he likes it here. He came here not only for Derek, but also to be closer to his family, to be closer to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. He likes Vegas. He'll be the he'll be the you know the, the face of the franchise next year. So I, I think my, my my gut feeling is he'll be fine if once Derek is fine somewhere else. Vic, thank you for this year. We really appreciate you coming on every two weeks with your insight and your commentary. I wish you and your family a great New Year. Thanks so much. All right, but have a New Year. See you Sunday. You got it, Vic Tafer. Appreciate him as we lined up the insiders. We pulled it off. Huh? How about this job Bobby did? The two-week grid, as we call it. And then we give the guys a break, and we hope they'll come back with us again. That's all we can do. We want to get these guys on and all of our insiders on and put them on and then not wear them out in the offseason, but hope to talk to Vic when there's breaking news on car or anything else, the draft, when we get them on again. But uh, they've been very good to us in helping us put this show together. Just like this caller, who I can always count on, Chris in West Oakland. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, JT, always good following Vic Tafer. And, you know, real quick, I'm not, I want to talk a little bit more about the game, but the last thing on the Derek Carr situation is that, I, you know, I, he hasn't played as well this year. There's no doubting that. And it just makes me wonder that the last three years the guy's completed 68% of his passes. And just something didn't click with McDaniels. Maybe he needed another year in the system. And, again, I've always said you don't move on from a quarterback unless you can get somebody better. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination Jaron Stidham is better. I don't think he's who the Raiders are looking long term. If you can get an Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that that is definitely better, that's fine. I would have loved to have seen him have a at least a second year in the system, which 2016, his near MVP year, and even 2020 when the Raiders were fourth in the league in offense, Derek's second year in the system, he's always been much better than the first, but you know what? It's probably you know time to move past that, but let's talk about the game Sunday. Look, the Niners are better than the Raiders. Even the most diehard Raider fan is completely delusional if he doesn't believe that. You're asking a kid to make his first NFL start against the best defense in football. You know what I want to see this week, JT? Show up and don't embarrass the Raider Nation. I don't want this game to be 40-10. and 10. It's bad enough i got to live with these Niner fans in the Bay Area. The Raiders are gone. I And, again, 
I don't expect the Raiders to win the game. I think it's a tall order. But I don't think it's too much to ask this team to show up, compete, play hard, keep the game close. Again, I can live with 31-17, 24-10. I just don't want to see a 42-10 beatdown, and then i got to listen to these Niner fans in the Bay Area walk around and beat their chest all day. So, again, I can't predict the Raider win, JT. I just want to see a, uh, a competitive game. And finally, there's this. Everybody out there in the Raider Nation that listens to me rant, particularly Bobby, everybody in there, Happy New Year, my friend. Everybody, most importantly, be safe so we don't lose anybody out there this weekend. Have a shot for ones you love that aren't here, and let's look to 2023, and hopefully next year's the year the Raiders finally get it right. Thank you, my brother. Later. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate all your support this year. Chris has been great. Having a caller, and several of the people that call this show, many have called, many. We have tend to have more interviews than other shows, and some other type of content here, but I always appreciate what Chris has to say. And, you know, next year is the Super Bowl here. It'd be nice to take a big swing and get it right, as we all thought that Derek would be the long-term quarterback here if it worked out. And, again, I'm not closing every inch of the door, but the door seems to be closing. And I only got good things to say about Derek. Every time he didn't play well, I talked about it on the air. Every time he played well, I talked about it on the radio. That's all you can do in my position is just wish everybody well, and hope everybody's healthy and everybody gets what they want in life. And I think Derek will. Derek has had a tremendous career and life path for anybody who knows him personally. And uh, this is a bump in the road, I think, for him, depending on what he wants to do next. 702-365-9200 is the number as we continue on to the top of the hour. My conversation with the head coach, Josh McDaniels, Andy in Long Island, where I'm from. Hello, Andy. Love you. I want the Raiders to be great long term. I want them to lose to the 49ers so they get a better draft choice. I've never wanted a, I've never wanted a team ever to lose in my life. It's never once crossed my mind in my DNA. I don't know who the draft pick's going to be. It doesn't matter. I want to win every game I'm involved with as a broadcaster or a fan. I've never let that trick my mind that losing is good and it could help you with some mystical pick of some young 21-year-old or 22-year-old. We don't know who that guy's going to be. Love you, but disagree. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, that, I got people who are like that. Thanks for the call. I got people that want to lose because they want a draft pick. Want to lose? What, what does that mean? That's never, that's never got to me. It's never penetrated my armor. Want to lose? For who? Now, if you're going to get the number one pick and you're going to get Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence, I can understand how that crosses your mind, but it's never crossed mine. I've never walked in, gave my ticket, or had my ticket scanned. And went to my seat saying, man, I hope we lose today. <laughs> Never. Especially against the 49ers. Come on, man. The 49ers. you got to be kidding me. This is a game you want. And you never know who's going to be there. You can always trade up and get the guy you want. It's the way I see it, but I know that there's some fans that want that draft pick. They want that draft pick. How's that worked out around here? Wanting a draft pick. How'd that work out with Leatherwood? Huh? Anybody want to tell me how that worked out with? Some of the cornerbacks that are drafted as of late. The only vi- vivid pick I remember being on the radio asking for was Micah Parsons. I remember when the Raiders had a chance, they would have had to trade it up to 10. And I said, on the air live with Mike Pritchard and Steph McKenzie, man, I hope they go up and get Parsons. That's exactly what they need. They need it again. They need a linebacker. Uh, we wish Denzel Perryman well. He's on IR along with Chandler Jones. But I hope that the Raiders find a free agent linebacker a Roquan Smith, someone who plays at a high level, who's produced, 
or a young stud who comes out in the first or second round that can tackle and go sideline to sideline. I hope that player comes in because the Raiders got to clean up that position too. 702-365-9200 if you want to get in. We'd like to hear from you. I want to thank Alex DeCastaverde. And this goes directly to Alex today. Proud partner of our show. They are a new personal injury law firm that we use here. Uh, their, their family is incredible. Orlando and what they learned from their dad along the way is the reason why we're doing business with them. And we're trying to refer you to them if you get into an accident. If you get into a car accident, a slip and fall, anything where you need an attorney, trusted the Castaverde Law Group. They will come in and make sure that you get the family-style touch that their law group brings in. I've been in their office. I know him. Alex is a diehard Raider fan who sits right by me at the stadium, and he loves everything about the Raider Nation, and he wants to help out here along the way. So I'm telling you, if you're looking for a personal injury attorney, it's the DeCastaverde Law Group. They will take care of you because familia. They are family, and they want to be there for you when you need them, and you will need them in this town, especially if you've been driving around in this town and you see what I see, the insanity in this town. Eventually, you will need a personal injury attorney to the Castaverde Law Group. We appreciate their team and what they do for us right here on Raider Nation Radio. Let's get some more Raider fans in here. At JT the Brick on Twitter and on Facebook. Don't get me going on Facebook this year. Oh, it's a story for another day. Over a cerveza, over a Modelo. I'm staring at it. I am looking right at it. My bucket of Modellos are on ice. I can see the glistening ice of my bucket of Modellos on a Friday in a little over an hour and 15 minutes on Raider Nation Radio. Obviously, I don't think anybody was excited about it in here. Um, you know, him being one of one of my really good friends, and you know, the reason why I came here in the first place. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now if he wasn't the you know if he wasn't here. So, um, I think everybody knows how I feel about him. And with that said, there's a process of how things go, and I'm not gonna sit here and, and go on and on. But obviously, I support my guy. Devonte Adams, you can imagine what he's going through this week. Tight friendship with Derek Carr. JT, back with you. As we wrap it up, uh, Josh McDaniels, the head coach, coming up in a really interesting conversation on Raiders Roundtable with Lincoln Kennedy. This was before Derek was deactivated, but Lincoln had a lot to say. If you didn't catch it already, we throw it in here for part of our Friday lineup as we continue. David, uh, David in Albany, New York. Wow. They haven't taken a call there in a while. How are you, David? I'm very well. Thank you. Long time Raider fan since the Heidi Bowl. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. I, I really appreciate appreciate your show. I like it a lot. Um, first thing, Derek Carr, he's my quarterback, man. What, I, I don't know what's going on, man. The defense has not held up for him. He goes ahead and gets ahead in the defense. We got to pick up defense in the draft. It's Derek's not the problem. He had a 68% completion percentage mm. before McDaniel showed up. We're always been go deep, baby. Go, you know, go beyond, go beyond the safety, go long ball. Let Derek play Derek. Don't try to change him. Fit a system to him. I, I've seen New England games my whole mm, life. Right. I know what they're doing. They're getting draft picks and they're doing a lot of good things. But we need Derek. He's, he can, okay. he can 
feet apart a defense if he's given the opportunity. I would agree. I would agree. And I got to run, my friend. I got to get these calls in before the top. Nice, nice call about Derek Carr. I agree. You can win with Derek Carr. You can win with they didn't win this year. And I think that cost Derek Carr the opportunity to be the quarterback of the future. I'm not here to blame people. There's a lot of blame to go around. Everybody's expecting us to point the finger at one person or another. There's a lot of blame to go around. Josh in North Las Vegas. Quickly, Josh, go ahead. Hey, JT, just trying to see draft pick, bridge QB, mm. you know, someone that knows the mm. system, uh, Jimmy G or, or Tom Brady, whatever. But do you think they go with a quarterback like Max Duggan out of TCU to kind of get the system, build the future, build the offense, or do they go defense heavy in this draft? I think they got to get a quarterback. I think that's important. Josh McDaniels is a quarterback whisperer. He's worked with Mac Jones, Tom Brady. Uh, it didn't work out with Derek Carr, but they, they had some moments together. It, I would think that this coach would want a quarterback. But it's up to Dave Ziegler to build the team with deeper, better players. they got a lot of holes. they got a lot of holes on defense, man. They need a lot of work on defense. And they need a star offensive lineman, a stud, like a name that you know to come in here and help out at right tackle on the other side. Uh, I do this every year before the top of the hour, my last show of the year at State of the Union where the show is. I want to thank Bobby for putting everything together. I want to thank Lotus Broadcasting. I want to thank the Raiders, their alumni department, who gets us all these great players. Will Kiss over at the Raiders and the whole PR team there for getting us to coach every week, who you'll hear coming up next. I'm always excited about what we do here. We don't have a radio show without our partners. We don't do this for free. We have partners that we work with, all of the partners you hear. We really appreciate if you support them and do business with them. That keeps us on the radio. Uh, my wife and my kids who put up with this crazy schedule and everything that's happening. And most importantly, the Raider Nation who backs this show. And we don't all agree. We don't all agree. And there are fans that get me. Some don't. But I appreciate everybody who listens. It means everything to me, especially the people out of market, because we have listeners in Vegas on 920. But we would not have a radio show without this mobile app. Dead serious. This mobile app keeps my spirit and my mind alive, knowing every day that I come on this radio that someone has their phone open. That's the future radio, the phone. And they pop open the Raiders website and they click on the radio. Just like the call we just got from Albany and the other calls earlier today. We have a national show with the Raiders that we never had before. We didn't have that in San Francisco, Oakland, and we have that in Vegas, a national Raiders radio show, which is really cool. All the sales uh, men and women that I work for uh, back in Lotus who put the show together. Coming up next, the head coach, Josh McDaniels, from our sit-down yesterday. Interesting conversation when I was getting mic'd up. Is Derek Carr. It's no longer in the uh, building. You'll hear what he has to say on that. The round table. And then Sunday at the Torch with Eric Allen. Some Niner fans and some Raider fans and hopefully more Raider fans. Everybody have a happy New Year too as we come back. Be safe on the roads. Be careful out there.